0: Hey, sports fans, Nick Davis here, and you're listening
1: to Moving the Chains. Yo, it's Sally from the Sweet and Sour podcast, and you're listening to Moving the Chains.
2: Hey, guys, Trent Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chains. Welcome to Moving the Chains. I'm not Jamie Sour, but I'm going to do a much better job. I don't look anything like him, but. Dickie, you were saying I need a
0: few bigger cheeks, what do you reckon? Yeah, I was going to send some marshmallows around to your place this afternoon so you could stuff a few of them in the cheeks and uh, look like our little mate. Uh, But lots to talk about,
2: boys. The NFL this week, there's a huge injury news to one of the star rookie quarterbacks in Joe Burrow, we've got to talk about that, Sean Watson. My pick for MVP hasn't turned out well, but he is on fire himself. Uh, the Steelers, 10-0, and 0. Uh, some of their rookies are playing serious football. And I want to talk a bit about Nika Fitzpatrick and that trade that they locked in last year. Taysom Hill taking over for the Saints. Uh, lots to talk about, boys. Well, let's start with you, Chad. What did you make of the
1: week? Yeah, look... Copes, uh, firstly, I think it's good tonight. No Siawi. We can actually get a word in between us all. Uh, you know, Sia is usually spitting all over his, his webcam by the time he gets to everyone and telling each of us what the show is. But uh, look, uh, Copes, I thought an, an eventful week, you know, probably, uh, you know, the highlight and unfortunately I, I wasn't. You know, football related, the fact that the number one pick, Joe Burrow, went down with a serious ACL injury, no one wants to see that. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, that was very devastating to see.
2: Yeah, I'll bet, mate. And I'm sure that echoes the thoughts of everyone out there, NFL fans-wise, and just general sports fans. There's not much going on at the moment to, you know, to absolutely lock in on and love every week. Uh, The NFL is one of those things. And Tristan, what did you make of the weekend, mate?
3: Yeah, I thought there were some really good games from a betting point of view. Plenty of upsets, so um, that's it, always interesting when you get a you know get a few of those results. I'm very surprised how he's not here as well. I thought he'd he'd do anything to, to get on the show after he gave you a bit of a touch up in fantasy as well. So, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, great weekend. I'm obviously, as you say, very uh, very disappointing with Burrow going down. That's um, he, he's looked the goods. There's been some really good young quarterbacks step up, but I know we'll touch on later those injuries. I think across the all, all facets of the sport this year have been really disappointing.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Dickie, What about you, mate? Been on the golf course much?
3: <laughs> a little bit of golf, mate. A little bit of golf,
0: but no. Look, I thought, um, yeah, the same as you, boys. Uh, and Tristan's point just there. A few, few upsets, um, sort of coming through. Uh, again, no one wants to see the injury. Um, it was a hard watch for me uh, Monday afternoon. Here, Sunday night, uh, my boys put up a decent show, uh, and it sort of. You know, just uh, just ran out of time there at the end. Unfortunately, you can't give him the ball with a minute and a half, two minutes to go because that last drive was just spot on. And and if anyone, you know, you wanted to make sure you had double team on that last pass was, was Travis Kelce. And he's the one that was open. But uh, the Raiders put up a good show. Uh, Derek stood up and he's playing good footy. Just need him to make it to the playoffs now. And, and they might be, you know, a bit of a show to cause an upset early.
2: Yeah, we give you plenty of shit along the way, and, and that's carried on since pre-season, but I'll be honest, they've nudged the Chiefs more than any other team I've seen in the last two seasons, really. And, and to do it twice in one season uh, is a serious effort. So I think if they can get to those playoffs, they can make some noise, that's for sure. But yeah, let's, so. let's delve in, boys, to this injury. And it's not just the Joe Burrow ACL uh, that I want to talk about. Talk about him specifically, Chad. But, you know, what does this do for this rookie class? How does it sit for rookie of the year type scenarios?
1: Yeah, look, I think, you yeah, know, the way that Joe Burrow was playing, he was definitely up there with, you know, leading contention for rookie of the year. And, um, you know, I know a lot of the quarterbacks get the get their accolades, obviously, in the rookie conversation. But I think Justin Herbert is. He's playing lights out football at the moment. I think he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Um, so that, that's going to be my pick, I think, you know, moving forward.
2: And Tristan, did you see the injury itself? I believe it's been confirmed since the injury that it's an ACL, MCL, and some other structural things inside the knee. So as far as I can tell, it's going to be a, a little bit like Saquon, where they let him. Heal the MCL and the structural things first, then repair the ACL. So it could be a into next season type injury.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he came out on Twitter reasonably positive straight after it happened. And, and you sort of felt like, yeah, but as you say, it's obviously probably the reports have come out It's a little bit worse than that. And it's uh, it's no good when you've got a young quarterback like that to see that happen. I, I, I was very, uh, you know, I thought it was a great pitcher. Uh, when uh, afterwards when the uh, the opposing side all the Buckeyes came over and sort of gave him a bit of a pat that was great to see and yeah um, I, mean, I just hope he recovers because he's obviously you know they're building a side there they've been really competitive early this year Cincinnati and and it's just such a shame to see that happen and you know a very star in in the making to see that happen to him
2: yeah absolutely i reckon that uh, he and joe mixon going down with injuries in the one season um, it's obviously been disappointing but to end his season now Dickie, where does he sit for you is it a pass mark is it a is it a fail how does his rookie season sit with you
0: Oh it's absolutely a pass mark I thought coming in uh, we, we pretty much and I, I, I took the layup early for the offensive Rookie of the year and, and picked him and um, he for Cincinnati and, and the league I think he stood up I think he's shown uh, that he, he'll be a leader and I think you mentioned it last week you know he's a 10-15 year quarterback in this league. Uh, these are the injuries that you, you do all the prehab and stuff like that. You can't, you can't avoid these ones. People falling across legs. They, they, they've tried to mitigate this a lot in, in the NFL, trying to protect the quarterback, trying to protect the, the, the number one players in each team that, that people want to see play. Um, it's going to be disappointing for, for Cincinnati. Uh, how long this keeps him out, as you said, I'm not sure if it's just going to be your stock standard 10 to 12 months ACL or longer. Uh, what does that do next year to them? Do they, uh, where do they look for a quarterback? Do they look for a, a veteran to hold the fort? Um, because they, they pretty they showed their hand that he's their number one man because the backup, when he came in, uh, he, was, uh, he was throwing the ball to the opposition flat out. So <laughs> they are going to have to do something quickly because it, it, for such a positive start to their season, uh, you, you don't want to see it uh, go down the toilet for not only the rest of this year, but a portion of, of the year after. And does this free agents, are they holding off now going there knowing that he's not going to be around for the next 12 months?
2: Yeah, all very good points. And we obviously wish him well. Hopefully he comes back bigger and better next season. Boys, another quarterback that has shone through uh, a pile of shit around <laughs> him this year. And that's putting it lightly is Deshaun Watson. Uh, they don't play defense. He's had De'Andre Hopkins traded away uh, in the off-season it's been a tough season but he led that team with 344 yards two touchdowns a rushing touchdown he put the team on his back and beat uh, the pats on the weekend what did you guys make of that one we'll start with you chad
1: yeah look i, I thought it was an outstanding performance from deshaun watson Yeah, to beat uh, the Patriots, who were actually hit, found a bit of form. I thought he ca- absolutely carried the team. Um, he's by far, went away their best player. But what I would really like to know is what Deshaun Watson thinks of Bill O'Brien. Oh. And the fact that now you know, Deshaun Watson sits at home and he sees Kyle Amari throwing, you throwing know, to De'Andre Hawkins. The separation he gets, the Hail Mary, the match winners. Uh, the yards, the chemistry, and he's thinking he's at home. And Bill O'Brien's now not a part of the Texans franchise anymore. And deep down inside, Deshaun Watson is probably fuming.
0: Oh, I don't think it needs to be deep down. If he's we're coming up to Christmas, he's writing out his Christmas cards. Bill is not on this list. <laughs> he would be so flat with this. But what it's showing, and I made a comment probably a month ago that I I rate Deshaun Watson. Uh, Higher than, than Lamar Jackson. And I think it's just showing grit from this guy. We know he's got the skill. Uh, we made mention that he's the the triple threat quarterback. He can throw it. You now he can run. He can do all these things. But he's showing too grit. Uh, grit. He could have thrown the toys out with the cop this season and going. this is too hard. My number one receiver and probably the number one receiver in the game has been traded away. I can just toss this season away. But he's showing grit and heart. And he's leading this side. And against the Pats, we've seen a defense that is obviously not as good as last year, but very good at isolating and finding the number one threat on the offense and stopping him, which is the Saul Watson. And they couldn't do it. So that was a huge effort by him and well done.
2: Yeah, it's been a pretty good start for his season amongst all of this other stuff going on. And particularly, I mentioned it earlier, their defense just doesn't show up week in, week out. Quite remarkable, really, when you think about JJ Watt being on that team, Tristan.
3: Mm. And I'm just having a flip through their results here. Like they, as bad as their their standings are, they, they had a pretty tough start of the year playing Kansas. Yeah, they did. Game one and two mm. and got blown out there. But apart from that, they've only lost one game by more than a more than a score. So, um, to me, that sort of indicates that he's got to keep his head up, uh, Deshaun, because if they can pick up one or two more bits of that puzzle, they're they're going to bounce back nice and quickly next year. But yeah, as you say, like. They weren't renowned for the defense the last couple of years, and that kept them in a lot of games. And it's just gone completely awol. It's bizarre.
0: Well, let's be clear, they were what they were twenty zip in the playoffs last year, and a fake punt away from a shocking play call. And then the season last year went pear shaped against the Chiefs. So then they weren't that far away. And if he can you know, get that Tristan said another piece of that puzzle back in, he's a stud. He's the man.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there, and certainly since that call you made, we all sort of said oh, Lamar Jackson, come on. Uh, but since that time, I think Deshaun Watson's been the better quarterback. There's no doubt about that. I agree, I agree. Um, let's move on to the 10 and 0 Steelers. I mean, mm-hmm. they're as hot as any team in the NFL through 12 weeks of a season in a long time, and they are playing some seriously good footy. I, I. We all talk about the receiving core that uh, Big Ben's got. He is looking healthy, which is one of the main things. Chase Claypool has come in under the radar. No one was really talking about him amongst the CD Lambs and the Jerry Judys of the world. Uh, He in particular has stood out, Chad, hasn't
1: he? He's probably been one of my most favourite rookie wide receivers to watch. You know, we mentioned, you know, all the, the top of the draft class, the C.D. Lamb, the Jerry Judys. But Claypool, you know, we never spoke about Claypool. And that's one thing I really like about him. He's an underdog. Um, he's coming to the Steelers' side. And he scored 10 touchdowns in, in his first 10 NFL appearances. Um, you know, that is – it's amazing. You know, the Steelers are playing great football at the moment. Uh, the defense is obviously rocking it, you know. And I know that um, – I'll let someone else touch on a bit more about it. But that they are – They've had a takeaway, or a, sorry, a sack in every single game so far this season. But I'm actually interested to find out of you, you, know how far they've moved in the betting on topsport.com. Yeah, well,
3: I was about to say that to me, Pittsburgh's got a little bit of a feel of the Panthers in the NRL this year. You know, like the betting really isn't reflecting <laughs> the dominance they've had over the the course of this year so far. Like Penrith just were dominating most of the season and they weren't reflecting of that in the market. And they're, they're $6.50. They've obviously firmed up, but... Kansas four dollar favorite to win the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh six fifty, despite the fact that it's highly likely that Pittsburgh's going to get that home ground advantage mm. in the key matchup. So, and and just looking at that last week's game, they played Jacksonville, who were one and eight, and they were nine and zero at the time. Like in in other years, if you got a Kansas or New Orleans at nine and zero, that betting would be a dollar ten, and they were a dollar thirty five to win that game. Um, so I, I think as much as we're all talking up, I think they're going great guns. The marketplace and A lot of people still probably haven't are probably waiting for it to fall over, which I'd love to see them keep going. I love the way they play the footy and and, um you know that they've especially with all the uh the players they've lost, it just shows that they can really keep churning churning these guns out.
2: Yeah, and Dickie, the the one that I want to mention is Minka Fitzpatrick. So a lot of a lot of people last year were shit canning that trade and it was because they didn't have Big Ben. They were putting out uh, Duck Hodges, or whatever his <laughs> name was, with all due respect. Uh, and they were still winning games on the back of their defense. And Minka, they paid, you know, I think it was multiple first round picks for him. But since he's arrived, he's second in the NFL in intercepts and turnovers. Steelers ranked first in points and yards allowed. And next year, he only counts for $5.7 million against the cap over three years. It's one of the great trades since that's happened. That defense is electric. Every single game that they play, Big Ben lights teams up if he needs to, but their defense is just ridiculous. He had another intercept on the weekend. It, is it the defense or is it the offense that's going to win them the Super Bowl if
0: they go all the way? It's, uh, that's an excellent question because you've got question. A few, they've got a few sides out there that are completely... The opposite. And I got a good look at the Chiefs on, on Monday afternoon, and their defense is not great. I mean, look, Derek Carr played some serious good, seriously good footy quarterback well, but you, you got Mahomes, who he, he's going to have to throw. Th- he needs 30, 35, 40 points to win. Uh, but I, look, I think Mika Fitzpatrick, he fits. And it's a little bit reflected in the betting, I think, Tristan. They're not the flashy team. They're not. They've they've just again I use the word they got that grit they got that pardon the pardon the, this steel about them on on both sides of the of, of the footy I'm good I'm good <laughs> they got both sides of the footy and I look I think it, um, the balance they've got such great balance uh, we've spoken heavily um, again as I said about their offense knowing that they got so many options uh, we've touched on their defense and again we have just got to sing the praises of this coach Mike Tomlin mm. he's just got these guys out there just going out and just Every every play, they don't take a play off these guys. They're out there, and they're, and they're, the defense are trying to you know get to the quarterback. They're trying to make plays, uh, and the offense are just doing their thing. Um, I, I agree with Tristan. If, if this, if Kansas City or, or some of the bigger flashier sort of teams had this record, the, the betting would be you know in, into the be less than you know even money. So uh, Steelers fans. Uh, they've got plenty to look forward to. It would be interesting and it would be a seriously, seriously good playoff game if that field was full and the Chiefs were going in there.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Some of the other results to, to make note of over the weekend and even today, uh, I thought the Rams were pretty good against the Bucs to get that job done. That was actually a good window into what those two teams are going to look mm. like come playoff time. I thought Brady and Jared Goff looked in the zone today. Uh, the Browns, Chad, they got the done over what is a disgraceful Philly team. Uh, How bad do they look at the moment? Oh,
1: look, uh, Carson Wentz is copying it left, right and centre at the moment. He's leading the league in interceptions with 14, I think. Uh, But look, for us, another another good win, a steady win, obviously, on the back of our running game, you know, uh, that one-two punch of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is really doing it for us at the moment, obviously. After losing Odell Beckham, um, some of our young younger receivers are getting a few more targets, and, and they're doing the job on the back of the run game. And no
0: Miles Garrett on the weekend as well, which also you know was a plus for the defense. Just on that, Chad, you're going to be real happy because my fantasy dud of the week just might get lit up for your team next week.
1: <laughs> well, mate, I've got you in my Total Sport multi, so you better be nice to me.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of that, Miles Garrett, I believe ruled out for Week 12 as well. So uh, you're going to need to aim up again next week. In that game though, a bit of chat about benching uh, Wentz for Jalen Hurts. The reason I bring that up, and I don't think it will happen, the coach came out and said that it won't. Uh, The other result I want to touch on was Denver beating Miami and Tua being benched uh, during that game for Fitzpatrick. Tristan, what do you make of a youngster getting benched this early into his starting career? Is it something that knocks him back or is it something that maybe use a, a reality check and says, you know what, if you're not aiming up, we're gonna pull you.
3: It's a real tricky one because I um, I think we are all in agreement when he came into the side. We thought it was harsh on Fitzmagic to get dropped. But then, you know, I sort of raised the point that I thought that was a real big confidence boost that the coach was basically saying, you're a man we're bringing in when you're actually shot at the playoffs. So it sort of seems counterintuitive that you do that. And then you bench him at that point in, in the game when the game was still alive. Um, you know, but again, it could be a wake-up call. I, I really rate that Miami uh, coaching staff. I, oh, I, th- oh. I was really impressed with them last year, so I think they know what they're doing. I think that rapport between uh, Tua and Fitzmagic as well is is really key. That I, I think it's a real learning relationship, and, and and I think even you saw after he threw that pick, he was straight into Tua's ear, and obviously he was, I don't know, he was saying don't do that or whatever. Uh, uh, this, this is your chance to come back. I'm not sure, but I, I don't know the, the the ins and outs of it, but. I do find it a bit counterintuitive compared to what happened earlier in the year.
2: Yeah, uh, look, it's a tough one, but it's also gonna be part of professional sport. I think Chad and Dickie, you would both agree with it. If you're not up to scratch, whatever the sport is, if no one's tapping you on the shoulder and and calling you out on it, you're just never gonna be the player you wanna become.
0: And sometimes it's just saving him from himself a little bit. Look. Yeah, um, I, I think it's he'll he'll start again and he'll he'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I, I
1: agree. I, I agree. I think you know he's I guess he's he has been put on notice that hey, this is the NFL. This is not college anymore. Like this is what we expect. Um, I'm just looking through the stats now, and it actually doesn't have to a throwing interception on the weekend. But one thing I did hear was that the benching was caused due to him taking six sacks. So, an interesting one. Obviously, something for him to, to work on, obviously, when he's working through his um, coverages. And, you know, that's probably where he needs to improve.
2: Yeah, and it definitely was one of those ones where post-match, it was coach coming in saying, you know what? In that moment, Fitzpatrick was our best chance to win that game, and that's why I made the call. I love that. Yep. That's, that's what coaches are there and are paid to do. Uh, And admittedly, most teams don't have the luxury of having a genuine second quarterback that can come in and light up a team from the get-go. Fitzpatrick came in and he hit his first three passes to Gesicki, Devontae Parker, and then Devontae Parker again. And it was like he'd never left. Um, And he's done that a fair bit, to be honest. Will he be in Uh, the uh,
3: orange and black of the Bengals next year, do you think?
2: Oh, he could be, yeah. And there's a lot of intriguing ones to me that, you know, we don't know where guys are going to land, but there's a lot of teams that are going to need quarterbacks. And, I mean, he's a journeyman. He's played for just about every team. But um, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, Marcus
0: Mariota can shove off now. Well, that's true.
2: (laughs) He can can
0: stride. He can stride.
2: Uh, Boys, Thanksgiving games this week in America, obviously big weekend of uh, you know family time in America it's a bit different this year obviously because of COVID but um, just projecting forward Ravens Steelers on uh, Thursday night over there Friday here what are our predictions i will start with you Chad
1: Geez, I'm going to have to go Steelers just based on form. Obviously, you know, the Ravens at the moment, they're not playing their best at the moment. I think Lamar Jackson's probably not playing to his full potential. Obviously, we know what he's capable of, obviously, coming off the last year's MVP season. The Steelers, for me, are too hot at the moment. I've got to take Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, Tristan?
3: Yeah, we're just having a look here. Our odds are actually down on this game at the moment, which would indicate there's a bit of a doubt over a few of the key players. So... The marketplace has Pittsburgh around about the dollar forty-five favorite, which, which again, when you've got a team ten and 0 now it seems like a decent old price about that. So I'll be keen to to know what the uh, what the what the doubt is and try to research that a bit further. But I, I can't see them getting beat; they're playing too good.
2: So the two running backs for COVID, yeah, for both with COVID. So J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram um, put on the reserve COVID list today. Um, so I would imagine that they're checking close contacts, closing down the facility, and. Uh, all
0: going well. If game... you're the Ravens, you're trying to get this postponed big time. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Because yeah. if you're two of your top three running backs are not playing, and your quarterback can't throw, and you're playing the Steelers, <laughs> if if Dobbins and Ingram don't play, and this game is, goes ahead, the Steelers should be a dollar ten.
2: They probably should be anyway.
0: They should be anyway.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's move on. It's time to go now into our multis. The top oh. spot multis that we go through every week. We haven't been all that successful so far. Um Dickie, I might throw to you to start us. What do you <laughs> Would you like to go to me first?
0: Well, everyone else can just sit down and relax. <laughs> might take us an hour. I'll
1: have a sleep again.
0: Have a <laughs> sleep again. Well, yeah, I've sort of been a little bit around the mark here, but I like a few I like the matchups this week in regards to. Uh, who's playing Hugh and a few injuries. So uh, bear with me here. Uh, we're going for the home run. We're going to take the Browns, Chad. We're going to take Let's the Browns, and I'm going to light up one of, your defe- uh, one of your wide receivers in my studs and duds, so he'll have a big game. The Bills, I like the Bills. The Raiders, this is an important game. You can't, you know, push the Chiefs to the limit and then come out and, and lose this. So I'll take the Raiders. I'm going to take the Texans, the Cardinals, the Giants, the Saints, and the Seahawks. An 8 leg multi for twenty-one dollars. Like yeah, that. We,
3: between the five of us, we couldn't pick two or three winners we gone. Exactly. We've got to go big.
0: Right, I want to you, Tristan.
3: I am going to go uh, the Cowboys. I sort of like the way that <laughs> Dalton came back. Don't uh, take short odds, bad teams, mate. Yeah, well, I'm only going three, so I'll see. I'm going Arizona to uh, bounce back to bit form, and the one that I was going to touch on when we were going through the games before. The Titans are another team that just aren't getting any respect. I just can't understand how they're underdogs. Mm. They played this game against the Colts two or three weeks ago, and I know they got beat, but they, they looked in control for a lot of that game, and they were $1.60 mm. favourites. They go to, obviously, away this time, but they're out to 2 I, I think that's a massive overreaction. I'm going Dallas, Arizona, Titans, plus three and a half at $5.13. Like
1: it. Chad? Yeah, look, I'm not going eight legs. I'm going to go two legs, unlike Dicky, But I'm going to back Dickie's team here. I'm going to back the Raiders over the Falcons at $1.59. And then I'm going to back the Browns, my team, over the Jags at $1.34 for $2.13. Look, I'm just looking to get on the board, boys. I haven't got on the board yet. I need to get something on. I need to get some runs on the board.
3: Yeah, We're perfect. going to do, sorry to cut you off, Case, but I'm, I'm going to bump all the multis up to hundred bucks again this week. I, I, we need to get something. Oh, cool. there I is might, find another, might find an extra leg. <laughs> yeah. I was nearly going to say 200 until you threw eight legs in there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Perfect. Well, I'm going the other side of that game. You're talking about Washington. I think they're pretty underrated at the moment. And uh, Alex Smith is a good story, starting to find his feet again. And I like Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin, so, as well as their defence. I think they're starting to aim up. Uh, so I'm going Washington. I'm go- also going Arizona. And I'll- I'm going to go the Seahawks as my third leg. Uh, $5.95 for my multi there. Um, check There's out been all any more us.
0: word on the... Sorry to jump in there before you uh, plug out great sponsor, but has there been any more word on the football team and the potential name change or a name? So I actually cool. like the football team. Yeah. It's grown on me. Up. I don't mind
1: it. I've heard that they're keeping it. Yeah, I've heard they've spoken about keeping it.
2: Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's it's actually provided a point of difference over the rest of yeah. The season, hasn't
3: it. Yeah. And you got a lot of those football teams, Sydney FC and those sort of things. So it's sort of, I don't know, it's, it's mm. just the start of something. Oh, I, I don't mind it as well.
2: Yeah, well, as I was just about to say before Dickie cut me off, uh, check out all the odds on topsport.com.au. Lots of markets up there for week 12 and all the futures as well. Um, check it out. Now it's time, though, for studs and duds. And there was plenty of duds this weekend, unfortunately. My team, the 49ers, didn't play, so that was a
0: stud. Um, (laughs) Let's start with you, mate. Me? Can I go first? All right, I'm going to do my dud. Dud of the week (laughs) is... Where'd he go? Jarvis Landry. My God. Seriously, your best mate is injured. He's out for the season. There's no. Can you please, 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 please do something to help Chad get his bone, ease multi this week. <laughs> Just do something. It doesn't need to be a one-hand catch like you mate. Just get the ball. See a few more targets. My start of the week is going to help you out, and I'm going to, I'm going to cop some heat for this. My man Derek. Um, Derek is playing good footy in the quarterback. <laughs> he took an L. LV. But in fantasy, he got me a win. I'm back on the board. I'm just about to run the table. I beat uh, Topsport.com.au this week <laughs> in fantasy. And look, he's been good. I copped a lot of flack early in the year for having him as my quarterback. He's been averaging 20. So uh, I reckon he can throw four touchdowns this week.
2: Nice
1: one. What about you, Chuck? Yeah, look, my dud this week, and I drafted him quite early in our moving the chains invitational, and that's Mark Ingram. Oh my God, he's had an absolute stinker. Two carries for two yards. <laughs> now he's got COVID. So <laughs> I'm absolutely, I, I'm overmarking him. I've, I've put shifted into the bench, um, but drafted him pretty high, so I'm going to hold on to him. And my stud for the week was Adam Thielen. Yeah. Uh, 8 of 11, 123 yards, two touchdowns, and that incredible catch, that one-handed catch in the end zone at full stretch. Um, off, can you believe it? A Kirk Cousins pass, boys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a stud. I start started Adam Thielen for the week.
2: Nice. What about you, Tristan?
3: I'm going to go a man. I copped a lot of heat for when I drafted him in, in the movie The Chains Invitational <laughs> from the man there uh, in the Raiders gear, AJ Brown. He he thought I was. uh drafting Antonio back then, I believe. But, uh, I probably think <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> but uh, he's been so consistent. He got another 16-odd points this week. He's just yeah, most reliable team in a team that I've just mentioned, the Titans are flying under the radar. I think he's going great guns. My dud of the week in fantasy is me. I got on there running <laughs> my mouth off, and, um, <laughs> saying I was playing the bye, and then he comes out and pulls my pants down. I've, I'm looking at the team. The um The... The lowest scoring bloke was Landry at 4.6. Every single player on my bench outscored him. So, um, it's, it's got to go to me today. I'll, I'll take full
0: ownership. <laughs>
2: I love that. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, boys. My start of the week is actually Claude Edwards-Alaire. Uh, he's yeah. caught a bit of undue criticism. He uh, was allergic to the end zone there for a while. Um, and he obviously had Levy on Bell come into town. He looked like every bit of the hype that... That we were giving him, a lot of people were giving him in preseason, uh, and what he looked like in college. This is why they drafted this guy. And, and that game against the Raiders was the first time I've seen the whole offense click. Um, and if he can do that in the playoffs, I think they're going to be really hard to beat. Um, the dud of the week was, I mean, this guy, when he doesn't have Julio, it's like he doesn't know how to play. It's Matt Ryan. He He is an unbelievable quarterback. Uh, you know, an MVP of the league. Julio goes down with a little hammy niggle and it's like he's forgotten that his job is to throw the thing. So... He uh, forgets to
0: throw it to him in the red zone so (laughs) he should just pretend the whole field is the red zone and then he'll be fine again.
2: (laughs) No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway, so they're my studs and duds for the week. Now it's time for the Cronulla Beer Fantasy Player of the Week. I've got to introduce my own segment this week. (laughs) Uh, Boys... I I don't know about you, but I saw a little bit with the Patriots last week where they showed me enough to say that they're going to score some points regularly. Uh, Cam is getting things to happen um, a little bit more now that he's found his feet. Rex Burkhead went down injured with his ACL. I'm going all in on James White this week. He's going to be available on a lot of waiver wires. Um, He's going to catch a lot of passes, and I think... He'll be a popular waiver wire ad tomorrow. And if he can get in, I think he's going to be a nice flex play for the run hard.
1: Beauty capes, I think that's a good call. I think James White, obviously the Patriots, they've got a committee, you know what I mean? So, and they've got the biggest quarterback in the league as well in Cam Newton, but I'm just looking here. James White had five carries for 19 yards on the weekend. So without Rex Burkett, another ACL injury, I think. Good call, mate.
2: Yeah, and PPR leagues is where he's going to do his damage, yeah. as we've seen in all those Super Bowl runs with Tom Brady, uh, those little dump off passes and screen passes. Yeah, that's yeah. where he's that's his damage go.
0: It's going to be important, Copes. The the waiver wires with like m- most leagues now putting up the the trade ban. So um, you're going to have to be if you want to improve your team somewhere in the run to the finals. Uh, the waiver wire is going to be the spot to potentially get this done.
1: Just quickly as well, Copes, um, it's funny that we're actually talking about James White because actually on my uh, discussions with Valentine Holmes, actually when he was trying out for the NFL, he got told to watch a lot of footage of James White because they likened his play to to James White. And um, I found that very interesting. Obviously, as you just mentioned, James White's used on a lot of screens and a lot, and a lot of things like that. So um, yeah. just a, you know an interesting point for our listeners out there.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think that's it naturally the guys that are fullbacks and wingers or even just footy players here in either code that natural ball playing ability and catching ability um, you know agility catching when you're knocked things like that it just naturally lends itself to those you know running backs or or even like when Jared Hayne was over there the punt returners that type of thing so Yes. Anyway, lads, that'll do us for this week. Obviously, check out topsport.com.au. Our great sponsors. Thanks to you, Tristan, uh, for all your support with the show. Thank God, Sowie wasn't here tonight. <laughs> yeah, seamless.
1: It's a very smooth session
2: tonight, boys. No yeah. <laughs> to go So smoothly when he's not here. Uh, anyway, we hope he's having a lovely time with his wife and children. Uh, catch you all next week. Enjoy week twelve.